What is good, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Creator Show. We have two very special guests joining us. Father and son, to my right, we have... The father. <laughs> As you can tell, I am the dad. Uh, my name's Ronan Edwards, uh, and then we'll pass it on to the dad. And the Andrew Edwards. Dad. How are you guys? Oh, good. Great good. Super good to have you here. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your schedule and coming and join us. Thank Where have you guys come? You come from London or what? London. <laughs> just outside of Liverpool, just a small town called Witness, Witness, right? Yeah, yeah nice. Witness. And in front of me, we have the one, the only, the mighty Master Sri Akash. Namaste, everybody. Namaste. Uh, we will find the translations in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try <laughs> and get some subtitles, some Scouse subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you probably will find some Scouse subtitles. You probably need. Do, do they exist? Is that a thing? Have you do. heard? Have you heard of a, a YouTube guy called Korean Billy? Korean Billy. Korean Billy. Nah. So it's a, it's a lad in Korea, and he, he does very infamous. Yes. And he does translations, and he, and he does the Scouse translation. Yeah. Korean I saw Billy. that. I saw that. And he was pretty good yeah. for for someone who's probably not lived there. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He does like accents, just British accents, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. It's nice. quite funny. The Scouse ones that like, went completely viral. They went really viral, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. Uh, you did loads of them, just like five, like just ones going like boss means boss. That, yeah, that is great. Yeah, it's <laughs> dead like good. And all those, yeah. <laughs> it's more just that lingo is normal. You know what I mean? So yeah. we'll be saying stuff to it, and, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, "What are you saying?" But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just try and. Chat I think everybody's it. just hearing a slur right oh, now. Fast speech. So he was teaching us some local language uh, words from. Liverpool, Massey, you used to, you like had your first few years of life in Liverpool. Oh yeah, but I was too young to have an accent. I may have, may have just caught on a little bit and then I left here. Yeah. And tiny I went hint, you know. But went no, but went extreme yeah. to to Newcastle, yeah. which is like oh, yeah. Geordie. But you have it's no like Scouse, Scouse and Geordie is yeah. like yeah. two extremes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the two strongest accents in the whole of UK. Checking, I think. Geordie and Scouse. I think it is. You can understand it a little bit. It's a little bit whiny, but (laughs) 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 like Scouse, because I moved to Liverpool when I went to to uni. Yeah. And I remember the day my mum dropped me off at the bus station. I had to find my way to my uni halls. Got into a cab. Couldn't understand. Fuck all, man. It was like (laughs) a new language. Genuinely, it took me two whole weeks for my ears to fine tune to what the hell you guys were saying it's kind of like a different octave as well it's I mean we e- it's talk, much higher no? it's yeah, proper yeah. squeaky mate <laughs> but we had a talk we had a conversation in the car because yeah. he was listening to a podcast with these two comedians mm. and I mean I'm 40 so I, like, but it, a lot of people in Liverpool call each other lid right yeah. so I wanted to know I'm asking him what the terminology is for lid so he's trying to tell me that lid is what is it it's like lad and kid put together. So, you know, For you're, real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how unreal a scouse like sort of lingo gets. It basically, it's like, we used to say it in school, so we'd basically like, be like, oh, you know if someone like tries to show off, they're like, oh, I've done this the other day. And you're like, oh, right, good on your lid. But like sort of the, the way we say it, it's like sarcastic going like, nah, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Like trying to take not, the mick it's a not bit. not all but, that like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sort of say, oh, lid, but you, lid. it's like, I don't it's a really weird one to try and explain, but yeah, you, you know when you just adopt the, line, like yeah. the lingo, you just say it anyway. You guys are very creative with language. It's yeah, a mix of so many different th- languages, think, isn't it? I think I always see scousers when they when they when they sing, they're very good singing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Do true. you find that? Yeah. yeah. Is it because they speak in high pitch all the time? Probably. He's gonna ask yeah. us to break into <laughs> song. <laughs> no, I've got my guitar. One, two, three, go. <laughs> and no wonder the Beatles made it work. So yeah. you guys can sing. 
He can, you know, he's actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a stats Give us a line. Can... No, it's a conference. <laughs> Is it all the Frank Sinatra stuff? I had a feeling. I put it on the spot. I think it's a conference thing. Once I've gone through Master Your Voice, I think. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you can it, invite yeah. me back on stage. You're all right, to be fair. Yeah. Considering it's like, he's not a professional singer. And that's not a diss. It's good. It's good. I'm a shower singer. Yeah, it's a shower singer. Just make sure you wear clothes. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you in the shower you know if he's singing you guys don't <laughs> the whole thing about naked Nico Nico is naked everywhere <laughs> apart from the shower in the shower he wears clothes you've got to wear your clothes right how else do you clean your clothes stay safe <laughs> <laughs> wear your mask oh, have mask did you see that did you see that um, uh, the Borat thing wear a mask oh yeah did you see this guy's got balls. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Have you, have you seen it? The new one? Yeah, yeah. The bar I think thing. we were talking about it in the last show. Yeah, we, it is yeah. out there, man. <laughs> it is Was it like new this year or something? Yeah, yeah it came yeah, out yeah. recently. Oh, straight year. to Amazon. It's, it's too far. It is. It is <laughs> too it, far. It's way too far. It's really, but that makes it yeah. funny. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I think he. In fact, we watched it in the hotel last time we were here yeah, for yeah. FLA, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good FLA, yeah. it was good. I think, um, I think, have you ever heard of Hioka empaths? You know, like the sort of, like, sort of, um, when you sort of talk about people who, like, are jesters and they always take the mic, like, push the boundaries <laughs> to see if people can be serious. He's, he's very much that, you know, such oh, a man going. way beyond the boundaries. There's a line, there's a line, and then you draw a line in the sand and he goes <laughs> beyond, beyond, beyond the line. He just prods people. See what you can get away. Yeah, with. he's yeah. just yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of. But he's really smart. He's really yeah, smart he's because he's, he's, he's more intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's bringing to the forefront issues that need to be kind of leveled out by just going way extreme, bringing it way more to the. I think if anything, he's leveraging that persona. I'm yeah. going a bit deeper. Yeah. But he's leveraging that persona of that the Ali G. Obviously, I'm showing the age of the Ali G, and then obviously. Sasha Baron Cohen, but if you speak to him and speak intellectual, intellectually and, and like off camera, mm. he's a completely He's an Oxbridge person. graduate. Yeah. I can't remember if it was law or something like that. Very he's clever guy. Very, very clever very guy. And I think he's yeah. just using that platform to get his message across. For sure. And he's done all but, of this But on these his people own. are smart, isn't it? Yeah. Extremely smart. I mean, they, because they, they, you would expect them to be more civilized because of their education and everything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but they know how to get in front of people. Yeah. It? For sure, yeah. I, I think Russell Brand is a little bit like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Brand, he's yeah. really, really smart. Long hair, and then he just—he's all over the place in, in public, oh, yeah. isn't it? To get yeah. to get the message out there, yeah. he's one a bit more uh, very spiritual. He's yeah, very spiritual. Yeah, yeah, transcendental med meditation. Yeah. He's into—he's got his own podcast show now. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Podcast as well. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't expect that from him, but I think you know, I remember you talk. I think you, you said it on what like a creative show actually. And you talk about empowering addictions and disempowering addictions, mm. and I think he's definitely swapped them. Do you know what I mean? He swapped it like from just being so out there, wanting attention, to just being like, oh, oh, I'll just get the attention. He was a massive heroin addict and yeah, sex yeah. addict. Yeah. He flipped it around with meditation, Flip transcendental yeah. meditation. Just shows what, just shows what the power of that though as well. At the same time, do you know what I mean? So mm. I think it's a it's a good thing that he's trying, he's promoting it as well. Promote yeah, that he's, message. He's he's gone. For, I guess. I mean, I don't know what it's like to to live a life like he has of severe drug addiction but you must go through so much that you learn a lot it's mm. a fast track into learning about yourself and an insight into really tough situations which most people probably wouldn't have to experience so that wisdom that he's pulled out and then merged that with transcendental meditation 
I think he's earned the right to. He, he there's a yeah, lot of he's wisdom. He's definitely there. leveled up. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's like, he's, yeah, sorry. He, he, sorry, no, he, he has. He's definitely leveled up. Like from his, he, he doesn't even do any sort of comedian type stuff now, Not does anymore, he? He's no. gone really, really serious. And yeah. I've seen a thing that he done with um, Deepak Chopra, Chopra yeah. and stuff, and he, he has like carved that thing where he's yeah. hit rock bottom and he's bounced back, and that I think a lot of people can relate to that. Because mm -hmm. he used to be what comedian, actor. Yeah. yeah. Drug addict, <laughs> professional. Famous drug addict. Yeah. So talking about hitting rock bottom. What about your story? Then? After as soon as I said that, I knew that was coming in. Um, yeah, I hitting mean, rock bottom. What does uh, what is it? I think my my story. I could kind of relate to yours when you were telling me about the shipping deals, and I've heard that a few times now, and and I can relate. Obviously, not numbers wise, but um, I did get really, really good and really, really creative very very quickly in a, in a very competitive niche um, in the gambling niche the worldwide niche so i used to be a poker player oh, wow. so i can card count i can read numbers oh wow a bit like, a bit like what's that what's, what's that was that movie 21 is it yeah yeah mm. 21 is poker. it accurate yeah, yeah. It's, i mean obviously it's hollow it's it's done for hollywood yeah, isn't it? it's isn't over it? elaborated but yeah so i started learning about psychology um reading books on fbi interrogation and stuff to learn Whoa. about tells and and how people's eyes go up to one and to the left and and things like Whoa. that so i got so i used to play online and i used to do with betting patterns and then uh, i became what's called a prop player for betfred um so he was based in warrington but then i used to play like just pub league and then we used to go to like grosvenor um, casinos in the UK. I went to Vegas a few times with a couple of lads, and we'd play poker solid for two weeks out in Vegas. So you're like professional poker player? No, I was never at that. I was never at that level. To right. me, it was just a hobby. I treated it like a job. Right. So I had a full-time job, but then this was pocket money. But oh, right. I got really good at making money online through poker. But your pocket money would have been more than your job then. Yeah, yeah. No. So it got to a stage where I was making around about two, three thousand dollars a month playing poker mm -hmm. part time, mm -hmm. and I was making about twelve to fifteen grand a year in a, as a financial analyst um, for a, a well-known um, retailer, which people who know me I won't say, right? But yeah, so I was doing that. But it was one of these where if you was good at your job, you never got promoted. So if you I was good at selling on the phones, PPI and, and stuff like that. So I, I just stayed there, and that was a way to get rich quick on the internet, making top up my wages. But then I started advertising for the gambling companies, and it was pure an ego trip back then. Started advertising meaning? So I started doing affiliate marketing for right. the advertising companies in return for commission for RevShare. Right, okay. So that then sent me down that garden path of advertising for gambling companies, and I was working off a laptop and it got to a stage back in about 2010 where I was making around about ten or twelve thousand pounds a month working just advertising off a laptop um, for a website but then I was making about 15 grand a year and um, <laughs> the story around about 15 grand a year I was making right okay. and I was making about eight to ten thousand pound a month as an affiliate oh, right, okay. what happened is it was a more of a psychological barrier I couldn't leave the day job the nine to five through fear of this not being guaranteed income Right. It was it was it was a mental block, and then I remember getting passed up for promotion. It was something like thirty p pay rise, and I'll tell you this story because it, it is quite funny. I used to tell it, but I just lost my shit. Basically, when they screwed me over on like thirty p an hour pay rise, and I basically <laughs> just I remember say I remember if I look back now, it was an ego thing. But I remember saying something underneath me underneath my voice to somebody going, I "Don't even know why I'm here," and then someone piped up, "What are you doing here then?" And that was the trick. That was the trigger, yeah. and I went, "I don't know." Do you know what I'm going? Yeah. 
<laughs> and I got up and I literally walked out and I was shaking and I remember my wife Jane being pregnant at the time with Ronan's sister and uh, I rang her shaking and I was like I've just walked out with my job she's like what, what are you doing I'm pregnant I was like it's alright we're fine I can play poker like, you stupid <laughs> and in Jane's eyes it brought home magic beans yeah. to her and I said oh, we'll figure something out anyway my boss rang me and said what's this about you walking out with your job and I said oh I'm done I told you this day had come. Well, obviously, you pushed me in the corner, you messed me about, I'm gone. Oh, you can't, because you've got no one else to replace you. So there's me going, we should have thought about that before you screamed me on 30 being out pay rise. So then I had to come back in, and I was pure in this mindset where, what are they going to do, sack me? I'm walking, I had it in my head, I was going anyway. And they said, oh, will you train somebody up? So I said, yeah, okay. So, because I was self-employed as well with the, with the gambling commission stuff, I rang up the accountant and he went, you can't walk out of your job, your tax returns in January, you need like your corporation tax and your self-assessment tax. I was like, but I've just told them all to F off. And he was like, you're going to have to go back. I was like, I've literally just told the whole of it. He went, no, you're going to have to go back. So I went back and you could literally hear a pin drop in his office and I'm going, morning, morning, <laughs> morning. <laughs> I went back and I sat there for three months in my own little bubble, but I knew that I put that time in then. I knew at this date... I'd be leaving to become my own job. Mm. So I handed him a notice on the 25th of January, 2011. Mm. And then the day later, I was on a train to London for a London affiliate conference. Mm. And in January, I've been my own boss for 10 years. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. So, so it's been, it's not, you know yourself, I mean, money comes and goes, it's seasonal. And I've had to learn that the hard way. Because we never had much money growing up. And I've made money, lost money, made money, lost money. Um, Went into depression because of it. Um, As we can relate to the Russell Brand stuff. But my story come um, more of a spiritual awakening thing. So I started following you a couple of years ago, um, and then I seen all the different things, and I just I was I was conscious, and it was it was pure an ego thing. I had a nice house. I, had, I bought. I was one of the first people to have a Ford Mustang in the UK back in 2016 and stuff. Bought all that, nice. and it was pure ego. It was a pure ego thing, and I couldn't see it at the time. Um, yeah, it just ran away with me. And I had gone down a path that I didn't want to go down. And I started getting to a stage where I was going to conferences and was talking on stage about SEO, about, about promoting, about so you were you, you would be one of the first in, in the UK to be doing all this. Not really. Like, to, affiliate to, marketing online two, and stuff. Yeah, 2006 I got into, into affiliate marketing and gambling. So you're the OG. Yeah, <laughs> one, of the, one of the older ones, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to a stage where I was, I was on stage and I just didn't want to be there anymore. And um, this is what I can relate to. And I just, I think I start, started self-sabotaging. So I started getting to the stage where I just, uh, uh, I think my PowerPoint messed up. I'd walked over to the mic booth. The bank went, yeah! I was like, oh. And then I had to wing it. But then I was doing Q&A with people on cryptocurrency affiliate, affiliate marketing in Berlin, it was, back in 2018. And then I thought I'd bombed on stage. Come off the stage and there's people waiting in the wings to talk to me. So even though even though I tried to subconsciously self-sabotage, it was still seen as that one of these, what's called a Power 50 affiliate. Mm. It's one of the top 50 affiliates. But I just didn't want to do it anymore. And from an ego thing, it was gambling. And I see it as the kind of cartoony devil and angel on my shoulders where you talk about it. I was, I, went, I said we're seven, we joke around, we're being geeky Star Wars nerds. I was playing for the dark side. That's mm. how I see it now. And all the app bought... All the advertising, all the marketing, all the website design, e-commerce, everything like that. That I've got these gifts now that I can take and do for good. So that's that's how it's so, doing. So, so, so what do you mean the dark the dark side? I mean, you you were doing it 
with uh, you know, what, so, what I don't, so to me the ga- they, there's this grey area persona around gambling obviously it's taxed to make a lot of money through gambling and it's just like drug addiction that we're talking like mm. with Russell Brand and stuff I had an emotional detachment to that as a poker player I could relate because you have to have some of that gambling element in, in, in there anyway but like I was advertising gambling you could sugarcoat it all you want mm. but I just said I was doing marketing I mean my mum my, my so there was a listening. part of your yeah. conscience which was yeah, not it was all, well yeah but the money was too good and I got into I got I went into the light like don't look at the lights I got fed into that industry and I found it near enough impossible to get out but I remember with my mum as well like I sponsored a rugby team in my hometown um, with one of the casino brands and that was a big big thing they were calling me like the witness wolf because the cryptocurrency and stuff and that was a really good thing and I was proud of that and it's because my stepdad was a rugby fan and growing up we didn't have that relation with my stepdad we, we kind of just at loggerheads and that was when I was 20 when Rona was born and I've seen um, got a lot of admiration for him now so that was kind of a payback for him I said got your box and he's like mm. what do you mean got your box you know a rugby thing it was kind of that that thing with him but um it just all fell apart it just it got to the stage where i was holding on to that for the money but it wasn't what i wanted to do anymore so, so what was this part uh what we hear about the close to bankruptcy or this type of thing what, what, so, that, so, that, so that happened so i built a website and it's still running now i built a website called mummiesbingo.com and i sold it to some venture capitalists so um on paper i sold it for 650 grand i built it it cost me about five grand to build it's put about 500 pound a month That's in marketing got it to a stage where two venture capitalists wanted it um, i sold it in the end i got about 400 odd thousand for it um 480 odd thousand never had that type of money and like financially people tell me to put it into bricks and mortar so put it into this forever house mm. so my house is worth like 590 grand mm. for where we live it's a stupid amount of money mm. but it's my forever home mm. i keep saying that's for my wife my kids i'd work 10 years to get at home i know it's ego i know it's materialistic but that's what i wanted home nice car done right that was it um and i didn't want to do it anymore i knew i had to sell these sites i just needed gone i just didn't know what i wanted to do I had that kind of calling where I always knew I was destined for bigger, better things, kind of a supermanish type thing, but I just mm. didn't know what that was. Mm. I thought it was speaking on stage and teaching people about SEO. Mm. It is, but not about that product. Mm. It's about other products. It's about various stuff mm. we're working on with Seb. It's about my e-commerce. It's about everything else. I mean, I could sell toilet roll. I could sell pens. I could sell anything. I just got fixated with the gambling and Josh just got bought into a hunt line and it is an addiction in itself. Um, anyway, this, this, this deal that I'd done when I sold the site, I threw all the money into the house mm. and then we had um, a bill on the back of it, accountants at the time said, don't worry about it, you've got 12 months to pay self-assessment, business is good, you've invested into this, you've put 100 grand into this, 100 grand into that, it'll all come. Long story short, the 100 grand deal fell through and made about six grand back on it. Business started tanking because I'd sold my cash cow. So the other, house, the other sites that I had wasn't bringing enough revenue. Mm. Um, long story short, I didn't have the money when it come around to pay the self-assessment. Mm. I had staff, we had overheads, mm. and um, I had to let staff go and all that. And it's just followed me for years. I've, as I've paid money off, mm. the um, interest and penalties have added on. Mm. A bit like when you talk about your shipping canteens. Mm. So then in, um, I think it was about October of last year, I started getting the threatening letters, I started getting the red letters, mm. I started getting things, we're going to take your house, mm. we're going to do this, um, because I didn't have the money, mm. didn't, didn't have the money, we were struggling, um, new accountants were saying, just fold the business, 
but because I'm the majority shareholder and I had a lot of money in the business mm. and a guarantor, it would still follow me. Mm. So I said, well, no, I don't want to do that because if I go bankrupt, I can't run another business. Mm. I have to go and get a job. I'm my own boss for a reason. I've been my own boss. So it was all that type of thing in it. And then we just, uh, I took a second mortgage out on the house mm. um, that helped for a bit. Um, and then it just kept going downhill because we just didn't know what to do. And then it come to a head in January where they were forcing me to sell a house to release their equity to pay their money. And it was literally, they did see me on the street with the, with the wife and kids mm. as long as they got the money that mm. I owed to them. So we were, like I say, talking about story at FLA, we were manifesting a miracle and that's when you come up on a Facebook ad, the manifesting miracles. And then this journey has just been a whirlwind ever since, but we've turned it around. I've come to an agreement where we're paying some off. Mm. Um, I've got my credit rating back up. Mm, so right. about like 999 out of 999, which is good. Mm. And we've got business coming in now which is keeping the lights on it's keeping me enrolling in a wage and it's giving us some money to pay the debts mm. so now i'm looking at remortgaging my house um to clear the rest of the remaining debt mm -hmm. and then we've got other business and it's other really really strong story and mm. i can relate to pretty much every part of the story yeah every every part of it um when i first stepped out of restaurant business it was because of a similar well, not 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 that it was dark side <laughs> but that I just had no passion in it whatsoever yeah. and I didn't even know why I was doing it it was just like that was seemed like the only thing I could do and that was my cash cow and I got that calling just to say okay I'm selling it and it's funny when sometimes you sell things when you sell I mean when I sold one of the restaurants I mean I probably brought in about 200k for it or something like that but it's funny you you have a feeling at, at that time I thought 200k okay well this is good when you're in business, it disappears very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, because uh, I, I got into the speaker speaker industry, trying to make it as a speaker industry. One e one event plus some marketing is already 50K. Mm. I dropped three events down. I'm 150K. Um. I'm left with 50K in my account. And I'm looking at the thing and saying, this didn't used to happen in restaurant business. The cash used to just flow in every, every day. It's a cash business, right? And so it's a scary moment when, 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 when that happens. And then sometimes you question, oh, did I do the wrong thing? I killed the cash cow, right? Yeah. But I think that, um, I mean, a lot of the things that I share today from stage is saying that um, with new order always comes chaos. It will always be the case for everybody. When you've never done something before, you don't, you don't know how, you, you got to learn the ropes and it takes some time. And especially when, you, when you've been doing something a long time and that's been the consistency and it takes courage to be able to do that. Some people who like to um, transition slowly. Okay, well, let me uh, figure the new part out, settle all of that, make sure it's all like safe, mm -hmm. and then I'll let the last one go. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility, but I always say to people, it's a much longer journey for that to happen mm -hmm. because your focus is not, is not totally on the new thing. Now, when there's no choice, you find a way to make it happen, right? Because yeah. it's like you burn the boats. It's like I got to take the island. I got to figure out how I'm gonna how I'm gonna deal with that thing, and so I can relate to every part of what you're saying. And that um, that that debt thing, it's a uh, UK and credit rating is the <laughs> even till today my credit no actually my credit score I checked recently is is pretty good, but I can't even get a phone a phone line out because of past CCJs and yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah, they can't even uh, can't even get a fifteen a month. Uh, well, you can't get a, fin a finance plan, like a payment plan. I can't get anything. I can't even get. I can't even get an iPhone on finance. I can't get anything. I can't. Oh, wow. um, yeah, they just don't allow anything. But 
It's showing good, but I think it's because it t- I don't know how many years it takes to wipe off. Do you know? So, it, so, it, so CTJs is about three, bankruptcy is about six or seven. But for me, is I was paying. So there's a obviously. I, I need to learn is, some of what you're doing. This is not financial <laughs> advice, people. This is not financial advice. Uh, we just reiterate that. Um, yeah. But I done a, a method. Just Google it called the debt snowball okay. method. Okay. So then it sounds counterproductive, but you have your highest debt and mm. you pay the minimum off all your debts. Mm. But from a psychological thing, you pay the you, anything spur. You pay off the lowest domination of debt. And then what happens is you get used to paying the minimum off all the debts. Mm. Your smallest one's debt. You take that hoo ha hoo because you've paid one of the smaller debts, say mm. a credit card. Mm. And then the money that you're paying off the credit card that gets added to the minimum debt off the next one. And then once that's cleared, it gets added onto the minimum. So I've been able to go from bankruptcy on paper mm. treading water to having a credit rating it of never actually million. happened no bankruptcy no so it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, the threat is still there yeah. and it's like and it's conscious and it's still raw but mm. I'm at I'm at peace with it now mm. where I think we've gone <laughs> we, like I think you said where you say I think you told where you go take my house take my they can, they can have a quid a week. Yeah. I'm not bothered. It gets or, so much where it's like, you can only take my life now, you know? It's like, <laughs> what are you going to do? But I think as, I, as I've got out my way and as I've stopped worrying about the what-ifs and I'm just living in the now and just focusing on that it, each day and I've found, especially out on this spiritual journey, and I see that I'm taking everything that I've learned in a good way. So I'm teaching people how to get, how to market themselves, teaching people to market other people's courses, building affiliate programs, doing e-commerce, drop shipping. So all of that gambling side was passive income and I could make money in my sleep. And now I've had to transition to exchanging my time for money and there's not enough hours in the day. I know mm-hmm. time is linear, but it, it literally like that. So now I'm trying to get back to being passive, but in an industry that I want to be passive in. But it's huge what you're doing mm-hmm. and it shows a lot of heart with, with, with the transition. Because it's easier for you to just, uh, and, and this is this is the fact for a lot of people, right? Yeah. A lot of people opt for the easy route because it's like, you know, it's just there. Not many people can uh, can say, oh, it's not fully aligned with me, yeah. and I'm gonna go for what I feel I represent, you know. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of I mean, courage to. Do I think that. it's for me. It was just this. I mean, I, I broke down on one of the GIC videos, but basically he, he was out the room, so I was like having a bit of a moment, but <laughs> <laughs> like, don't see that crying. But um, it was literally a realization of everything that I've done for the last 15 years has led me to this moment now. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of everything that I've learned, good or bad, I've let happen to myself. No, once you get rid of that ego, you realize that as well. So are you in the same, are you in the same thought? If you had the option to change anything, you wouldn't change anything? At the time, mm. why me? You come from that victim mentality. Mm. What have I done to deserve this? Mm. I should have, should have, would have, could have. Should have been better with money. Should have done this. Should have done that. I had financial advice. But everything I've done, mm. I've took the people on. I've signed the contracts. I've mm. signed the deals. secured the deals. It's all down to me. Mm. And when you take ownership of that and you go, everything that's happened to me, good or bad, I've pre-programmed and I've let that happen to me. And you accept that and you forgive yourself for that. Mm. That then is a huge relief off your shoulders. Mm. And then everything else... I can just take each day as it comes because I know the universe will provide for me. Mm. Worst case scenario, plan Z is still sell the house at mm. downscale. I end up clearing all my debts and I have a couple hundred grand to start again. Mm. So mm. It, Because yeah. the skill you acquired through the years, you never lose. For sure. exactly, it sticks yeah. with you. Yeah. That's the thing. It, you're using a different avenue, it doesn't matter because you've still got the skill. It's strong. And even now though, and I, I like the fact that you said that it's it's easy, you know what I mean? Because even now, I get I get offers going like, oh, can, can Ronan do this for a gambling site? Like, oh, 
you get offers going, can you build a gambling site? And it's always the, you know what I mean, like the easy route. And it's like, nah. <laughs> it's like this, the, this little devil thing just rocking <laughs> yeah. up and saying, hey, I'm yeah. testing yeah. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the thing is, I know it's a test because it's easy to go backwards. Mm. Like, like mm. we're talking about Russell Braxton and sure. Russell Branson addictions. It's easy to go back to the easy way of doing it. I mean, I could walk into that industry again. I've still got kind of connections in there, but... For me, it's not what I want to do anymore. I've outgrown that. I'm ready. I'm leveled up. I'm ready to do stuff and teach people and lead by example. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to build drop shopping sites. Teach them how to do Facebook ads. Teach them how to do. So, so this whole thing must be very in- inspiring. Looking at it from a sun perspective, very inspiring. You know what I mean? I, like, I remember. You know, in English, you know what I mean? Like back in school, so this like five years ago. Because I'm dead young. <laughs> 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 how old are you? Just that Twenty. Yeah, so I'm not too I'm not too young, but you know, not I'm too young, <laughs> not too young, <laughs> just on <Aww>. the edge, <laughs> but, um, going into midlife now. But I remember sort of doing a big speaking exam and just sort of saying like, um, like who's your inspiration? So it was about like inspirations and what you can do it on. So I was like, I'll just do it on me, Dad. It's a mm-hmm. good story, you know what I mean? I could talk about it all day. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, it's like, it, I remember for me because I know everything that's went on for the past. 15 years to me it's like I've seen my dad working like um, you've worked like hours on like really rubbish jobs no offence <laughs> but yeah, yeah it is, really isn't it? you have to do what you need to do yeah. to provide for your family and I think you do these jobs and yeah. I mean we talk this we're going down a different angle now but the school system failed me I mean, I didn't pay any attention in school. I just, I just used to mess about. I practiced the night before for GCSEs. Got like ten GCSEs. I went from dead end job to dead end job for ten years till I found something I was good at, and I fell into that through the poker. And then I learned about affiliate marketing, about building websites, about doing, and, and then it just naturally progressed. And I, I mean, I was playing in the big leagues and I was blagging it. I was faking it till you making it. This is the whole point of manifest, manifesting yes, stuff. Yeah. And and I was, I'd go to. I remember um, advertising for the guy who runs Foxy Bingo. So that launched in 2006, and we were advertising it, and we were getting about 60% revenue share. So easy maths. Somebody plays £10 on bingo, we'd get £6 of it. Right, so when he, when he floated that company, he took us all on like a car racing day to say thank you. And I went there, and we got all these other people, and you see all these big names, big companies, and it was just me, and then it was my brother doing it, and then somebody else, and we thought, I thought you had about 30, 40 staff, you know, it's just me, laptop, uh, uh, <laughs> and it was that type of thing, I mean, it was like a proper David and Goliath type yeah, thing, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then people didn't understand how I could play in them leagues, off the, with what's called like a shoestring budget, and it was because I was so, so, I mean, from a, I must have ADHD or something, from an analytical point of view, I can just take stuff apart, break it down, That's see it all, yeah. put it back yeah. together. Yeah. And I could reverse engineer what they were doing and do it better than them for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, yeah. So then I started doing it as what's called an SEO ninja. But I started doing it under NDA for people, on the quiet, like yeah, working yeah, yeah. for big companies doing that. But it's still not what I want to do. I want to be able to help someone to help themselves. Yeah. I want to be able to lead by example and mm-hmm. go, look, I've been through the mill, I've been here, I've done that. But everything that I've done, good or bad, has helped me get to this position so I can help serve you at the highest level. And I think it's good that he's come through that transition and the, the growth I've seen in him from just from manifesting miracles, from this kind of quiet, shy, reserved boy to second day coming out of his shell. To now dancing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 with his dance moves. <laughs> See, he doesn't even get up dancing on stage, so, you know what I mean? I've got something. But <laughs> so, so, so you uh, dropped out of... I dropped out of college, yeah. College, yeah. Because nice. it sort yeah. of goes back to Good like, on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. stuff it up. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember I just didn't like it. And 
I remember for me all the way through school I was like I'm not going to uni because there's nothing that will teach me what were you studying just out of I was like film studies media cool. English language and business um, well like, the film studies is perfect now you can yeah. make YouTube videos yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean but they did, I, I thought like in that course I thought like, I can do it better than this do you know what I mean it was because I've done YouTube since I was about 10 oh, wow. <laughs> yeah so I think cool. I think what but with, especially with this story, I think I always see my dad going from we, like when I was young, not having loads of money, always being, you know what I mean? You'd always treat me like, you'd always give me everything I needed. And I always had everything I needed, but I always seen you struggling. So going from that to like seeing you like just doing everything you wanted to do was like insane for me. And everyone in, in school would be going like, are oh, you going to uni? So what uni are you going to? And I'd just be like, nope, I'm starting my own business. <laughs> that was always in my head. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Nice. And teachers would be like to me going like, why don't you just want to try, go to uni? I'll just like apply for it. And I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. So the end, and even in college, I dropped out of college in the second year, I passed my first year, and I just couldn't be bothered doing the second year. Um, because I just, I just didn't like it. I was just basically skipping lessons. <laughs> uh, so you lasted as long as I did. One year for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, but like, I wasn't really in. No. Yeah, yeah, like you, I was attention. skipping lessons and just yeah. not telling me mum. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure she's proud of me now. <laughs> but um, I remember me. I basically, I just was dead down in college as well because I was just like, I was working on the Monday, the only day I had free. I was working with my dad because I did work experience on and off since I was like twelve. HMRC or any company you didn't hear that <laughs> but um, I was I was basically doing that since about 12 and I, I preferred it than college and I remember being in college and just thinking like oh I just I, the first term back I was proper trying dead hard and I was just like what I can put this effort into something a lot more and get something else off it and I remember just sort of talking to me my mum and my mum was like my mum comes from like a very similar thing where she's like no you've got to be secure you've got to have the, the qualifications to put into that and I was just like I don't I don't need him it's all I've got good GCSEs <laughs> I've got good GCSEs I've never used him you know what I mean it's like right. I don't I just never seen a point in it and um I remember just sort of talking to me and she's like no nope, you're staying in and I was like sound but I remember just being really down because it was just was like I just I don't know why it just felt felt very similar to like how you did with maybe the restaurant industry or obviously you can relate with college and stuff and um, and I just was like, what's the what's the point of me even being in it? So I ended up talking to my dad. And I, was, I weren't expecting a job because I felt this was when you had loads of staff and everything. I was like, I weren't expecting anything because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm the boss's son, you know, you start like, walking around being that hard because I never wanted to be like that, you know what I mean? Um, and basically, my mum weren't having anything. But I ended up talking to my nan. And my nan see, my nan see me and she looked at me face and she went, no, you're leaving. Because <laughs> she was just dead down. I was like, just don't like it anymore. I just didn't know what was up. I mean, so, so, so now your focus is: uh, are you you guys working on the same business? Or are you yeah. working? Yeah. So working on the same business. Mm -hmm. um, my eventual plan is to have this set up and then go into like marketing for music. So that's marketing music. for music. Okay. So that's music to his ears. Yeah, yeah. So perfect. No. So I want to try to teach people how they can market themselves because I know. Look, I do DJing on the side, and I know perfect. I'm producing and stuff. You do so. DJing on the side. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Kaina needs some lessons. If you want some lessons, Kaina. For real, <laughs> yeah, bring in your kid yeah, now yeah. and then you can do some lessons. Yeah. Produce as well. Yeah. So I've I've just learned producing like a year yeah. ago. Um, I studied a little. You're on Ableton. Uh, I've just transitioned over to that now, so it's more FL Studio at the moment. Nice. Um, but. I'm, I'm going on to Ableton so good, and man. I basically want to take what you taught me and as well as showing people how to make a passive income 
show them how to make a passive income while doing a passion as well at the same time. But at the moment, my main focus is on showing people how to make money. I'm getting worried then. I'm thinking I'm going to have to have a tax. <laughs> 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 no, is... I'm only finding out about this now. But... <laughs> no, but like... Come in somehow. <laughs> but like... P45. See you later, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks for everything. Out. See you. Yeah, yeah. No, but definitely like the main focus is getting this to like a... Um, a million six, I'm not six. That's that's, that's well, seven, eight figure business. business. He that, knows right? he'll see him right anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think I think and he's younger. Like say his brother as well, Finley. He'll probably watch. He's eight. Yeah, yeah. Finley nice. sees that. Oh, Ronan works for me, Dad. Why can't I? And he's, he's, he's wanted to quit. Yeah, there you go. He, he <laughs> he's wanted to quit. Master, he, he doesn't even want to go to high school. He, he, he thinks that he thinks when he finishes junior school, he doesn't have to go to high school, and he can come and work for me at eleven, and he can buy a Bugatti Veyron and stuff like all nice. these YouTubers. So nice. he, he sees that and he wants to be a YouTuber. But That's say so like good. Ronan's been doing YouTube since he was about ten, where he used yeah. to do Club Penguin videos and everything. So when he used to start working for me, he used to do video tutorials and video reviews and stuff for people. But then he's just naturally progressed and learned more and more stuff. So now he's learning off Jabari with many chat and, mm, and click so funnels good. and stuff like so that. Good. So then, yeah. It's really good. So what's your opinion when your eight year old says, dad, I don't want to go to high school. Like from I don't your know point of view from someone who, sorry, like, I just want to elaborate from like my thought process is one part of me says awesome, encourage <laughs> it because with the way everything is going now, it's been proven Time and time and time again, you're living proof, you're living proof, master's living proof that you don't need qualifications. And there's no such thing as job security. There no. is. No. Not now, anyway. Especially now with COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, even the titans of industry, you know, the cruise ship industry, like Virgin, everything, all these billionaires. But so what's your point of view? Because there's the legal side, law says he has to. If you don't, you'll get in trouble. But then there's your experience where a lot of people doing homeschooling now. Right? A lot of people mm -hmm. doing homeschooling and teaching them, and it's like, I mean, with the kids, I'm not going to name the schools, but the school where my kids go to, they've had a lot of different head teachers and a lot of things. Then you have this Ofsted report, and it's been under thing, and the wife wanted to take the kids out of school and move them to a different school. So, what's the point? They're all the same. And she's like, yeah, but I want them to have. You, you always want your kids to have everything that you never had. Right? Mm. So then you go, okay, we'll want them to have the good cage, good face. So it's all. It's up to him, but obviously we know he can't leave school at 10 and 11. He's got to go, he's in school now till he's 18. Mm. But then I won't force, force them to do anything that they don't want to do right. um, outside of school. Um, I always remember like me, me mum and my stepdad sat me down at 16 and it's like summer holidays, we left school. And then they said, um, right, okay, um, pocket money stops. Um, from next week, you always keep. I'm like, what? And like what? me and my twin brother were going, keep? We were like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. He's going to get a job. I'm like, where are we going to go and get a job? Find one. So then so we ended up doing these YTS schemes, which was like child labour and £40 a week or whatever. But that, I think, okay. when, I, when I think back, 16-year-old me was like, this isn't fair, why am I doing this? Oh, my mates get. But now when I look back, it taught me that value of money yeah, and taught me to work sure. for myself. And it's only through, sure. like, through meditation or looking back through everything that's happened yeah. that you go... Do you know what? Yeah, they had me back and they, and they, they wanted the best for me. And yeah, at the time I just didn't see it, but older me sees it. And can. Mm. And I think there's that meditation where you go back and see your younger yeah. self and you see that and you thank your younger self and you hug your younger self. And that was really, really powerful for me and for what you've done that time for me. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say homeschooling. The wife would be glad of a break and wants her life back with all the kids in school full time and stuff. And she wants to do something. If he decides to leave at 18 and he, there's a job for him here with, with us whatever that will be will be doing and I want to uh, my big thing now is to get back financial freedom abundance passive income and then generational wealth 
So when I'm no longer here, then the, it's the thing the kids have got stuff as well. That's, that's my plan. What are, what are your thoughts on that when you say generational wealth? Is it good? I don't know you because see, this, yeah, we're going kid, back to the kids. Real. They grow up, yeah. they'll have a house, they'll have this, they'll have that. Is that good? No, I don't know now because now you've, you've, you've put it in that context. You, you, we've got this analogy in there where people are born with a silver spoon in the mouth and they don't, they've got given it on a silver platter mm. where the likes of us have had to earn it. Mm. I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of want them to do both. But I want that to be a safety net. I want them to be like, I don't know, like that a friend. Safety net. <laughs> I grew up with safety net. Did you? And it wasn't any good at all. I'm having to Maybe I need now. to rethink. I think it's, yeah, but, but I mean, to be fair, I think it's individual. It really is individual. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just like me and my siblings. We all grew up, same environment. All total different outcomes. Some is lazy, some is hardworking. <clears throat> uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a tough one because the, especially what I've observed through this time is the ones that we've given more safety net to, they, they just don't seem to be capable. Mm. They, don't, the they don't have the drive. Yeah. That shit isn't They don't have big the motivation. Sorry, man, I keep talking. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the motivation. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I see it as a struggle. And I think it's been a constant battle actually between between me and me and my dad actually because mm-hmm. um, obviously my dad was taking on the financial role for so many years and then since you retired then I'm taking on the financial role for the entire family as well so um, I think it's been a tough one because it's always been the I love you and I don't want you to see I don't want to see you starve on the street mm-hmm. and but sometimes I see it as though it's gotten too far now it's already been done, mm. meaning the the s- spoiling and giving them that mm. comfort has already been done. You mean from you to your family now? It's it's yeah, it's yeah. already been done to a sense where you expect it to to a, not just that, but to a point where even when we stop it, and they are trying to make it work, they are struggling immensely because in their mind they're already working. No, but when you're observing, it's like you're not, you're not, you haven't even started. I mean, you have time to play computer games every night, and you say I'm working so stressful in the daytime. I'm like, you shouldn't even have the time at the evening. You get what I'm saying? So that part itself, you're observing and you're saying, wait there a second, but we created that. Yeah. And at the same time, you see them complaining through the day and thinking, oh, life's a struggle, and you can't talk, you can't talk sense to it at that moment, and you're like. So was it the right thing or, or, or not, you know? Nobody had to pay for any rent through all the way. Now, even my, my siblings are all in, in their 30s now, you know? so Still no rent. Still well, no just even just now, it's just starting, you know? So it's a... Wow. For us, it's, it's, it's always been a question mark, that, mm. that, that thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you've just got me thinking. <laughs> Re-evaluating, <laughs> but... Okay, um, so. Yeah, no, I get it because obviously we we had to learn. Throw out, him on yeah. the street. We had him a laptop and Wi-Fi, <laughs> and then you'll you'd be fine. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be like, let's say I'll, Russell I'll Brand instead of cocaine. It'd be like, please, sir, have you got Wi-Fi? Yeah. Got Wi-Fi yeah. connection. <laughs> See him mucky the whole time. No work. Starbucks buzzing off coffee all the time. But yeah, I mean, to an extent, I 100% agree. I just want them to know that 
there's a lifeline. You know what I mean? It, but then again, if you give them that lifeline, will he be reliant on that lifeline? That's, that's And then, that's what like I'm you saying. said, it was easy. Yeah. I always remember, like, when Ronan dropped out of college, it was easy. He was recording, your dad will go and give you the job. <laughs> he didn't have to go to do a job interview mm. or find a job. Yeah. He just, he quit college on the Friday, started working with me on the Monday. Mm. And then, obviously, Finley must see that with Ronan and go, see, I'll go and get a job with me, dad. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. uh, I, get, I get where that's going. I mean, where because I, you Because you got to your knowledge and wisdom not through that. Mm-hmm. So, so then comes question mark. Oh, we'll change it for the next generation. Is is that a is that the thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but thing it's I, tough because yeah. love is there. You yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. It's tough. One thing I sort of realized is that even though I had that safety blanket, I didn't want to use it. You know what I mean? But I felt like at the same time, I was like, I can do so much. And I was like, for me, I mean, I think it is down to individual as well. But I know. There's maybe parts where I was like, oh, you know, it's like, it's all right, because I've got my dad to rely on. But I tried not to think like that because it was like, right, I want to make sure that I'm, not, you know what I mean, not relying on anyone. I want to be independent. And then I remember when I dropped out, I was like, no, I need to focus now and do as much as possible. And when we went through all that, just, do you know what I mean, trying to reevaluate the business and go through other stuff, I was like, okay, so what do we do now? And it, to be fair, I think maybe that pressure, because they, they weren't, they weren't comfortable. Maybe that pressure made me work even harder. So maybe... Do, do, do you know what, though? Mm-hmm. When, when I'm observing you, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm. I think it's fine. Because actually, um, if, if we flip the whole story now, I was supported by my dad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very supportive. But I thought differently. And I think you would think differently also. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because my dad also supported my siblings that way. Mm. But I was kind of the only one who thought Definitely. that I st- I'm going to make it work beyond mm. Mm. what I've been given here. Yeah, and took it on as my responsibility that... Uh, are you the eldest? I'm the eldest, yeah. yeah. Ten years, yeah. So I'm the eldest. I took mm-hmm. it on as my responsibility that when mum and dad get old... I'm the one who needs to return this favor now. Ah, okay. So I have no choice but to make it work. I think I have the same mindset in that sense, especially for me, Mum. I'm like, all right, I want to make sure that she has her own house. Wanna, that's my first goal, buy her a house. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So she doesn't then re- not retire it, obviously, that sounds horrible, but just make sure she doesn't have to work at a job that she doesn't enjoy. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think maybe that comes in, and maybe my little brother on my mum's side will think even differently. He's just like, oh, Ronald will saw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I don't know, I think. But, but you seem a lot more sensible than I was. Do you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It seems, um, it seems that way. I yeah. mean, for me, to see Ronan, I, I, I always say like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm. And Ronan's an old soul. Mm. Ronan's a vet and all the kids are an old soul. Mm. Ronan is an old soul and he's like come along in this, this transition of money, money season that like, comes mm. and goes, but he's come along in this season, of, season where it's come back because I never learned the lesson the first time round. Mm. So now it's come back with vigour to go, right, okay, well, what what's it telling me different but he's been in the trenches with me where everything comes to a head mm. and then I've got where sometimes where I just lose it and I'm just going to my head for a second instead of the heart I've got Ronan telling me dad t- don't worry just he'll be fine and to see him on that level and to come as far as he has and the confidence it's good because he he's like a yin to my yang from a business point of view now as well thank you 
But it's all been set like that yeah. by the universe. It's, sure. it's, it's yeah, your teacher yeah. also. Yeah. 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 I do feel like that. I feel like that's one thing I was thinking when you said old soul. I was like, definitely I've been here before. That's one acknowledge. I've been here before, but then like, have I chose this? Like a past life or something? Or yeah. just whatever it is, I don't understand it properly to like a, a T. Um, but I know that maybe I've went through this to learn something in it, ego, to teach other people. That, that that's the only thing I got after it all. I was like, it's beautiful. Oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And I think every time something happens or a challenge happens, I don't react as much now. Do you know what I mean? It's like even if I do react, I catch myself. I'm like, remember. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> remember. I just like sort of slapping myself, going, "Come on, we all know that it's not just you're not just going to lie there and everything happens for you." You know what I mean? And I think sometimes even the challenges push you a lot more to get a lot more done. Very true. I think uh, that's why I'm, I'm very thankful for challenges, mm. and they keep on coming. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> something good must be happening. And yeah. I, playing the game well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've prestige a, three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very strong, Lid. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's going to be a new thing Thank now. You. All right, Lid. Number one dish, Lid. Very good. Beautiful. Nice. Guys, I've learned so much. It was such a pleasure to have you on oh, here. We could talk all day here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> clearly, clearly. We've got the camera guys saying, God, it, man. <laughs> um, if you guys got even a fraction of the value that I got, then do let us know. Uh, you can hit the like button and do let us know where you're tuning in from in the comment box. That's always super nice to know. And also, we'll, we'll make sure to drop their links. You can follow yeah. them on social and then uh, uh, be, be in inspired, uh, yeah. learn from them. Also, yeah. we'll drop it inside the description, so make sure to give them a follow also. Yeah. Nice. And you haven't already, guys, do subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and the notifications button right here. And we shall see you on the next Creators Show. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.